welcome back to Grace Talks, a Christian's women's podcast that studies the Bible, the women in it, and applies it to our lives today. This week, I'm switching it up by starting a new segment. No worries, we're still going to be studying women of the Bible, because there are a lot of them left, but I was praying recently and realized that the only thing better than one person sharing what God has put on her heart is multiple people sharing wisdom. So that's why today we're going to have our first Real Talks episode. And I'm super excited about it because my good friend and mentor Kathleen is here today to share a word with us and have a cool conversation with me about a topic that we could all relate to right now, which is worry versus worship. Kathleen is a huge reason that I reconnected to my faith in college, and I would be living an entirely different life without her encouragement and her example of what a purpose-driven and godly woman looks like. So Kathleen, would you like to introduce yourself before we get started? Yeah, I'd love to. First of all, I just want to say, thank Grace, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot just to be here and to see what you've done with this ministry and just what you pour out your, your love for you know, these girls and everybody and um, your love for, for the Lord. So, well, thank absolutely. you. <laughs> so what is, you know, you? <laughs> so I am currently in my last semester here at a I'm in my fifth year because I started school thinking about school, and then the Lord completely changed that direction um, for me just a really cool way. And now I'm in nursing school and just loving the way that's just taken me. And so I'm finishing up this May. Uh, I've grown up here in town yeah. my whole life and always knew I wanted to be an Aggie. I'm really thankful to have parents who just really showed me what a godly life looked like and just had really godly parents and just really poured into me in that and so that's a huge part of my faith just getting to appreciate that and just where it's brought me and yeah and so I just have really just enjoyed how much I've learned um, through college and the experiences the Lord has given me through making choices and um, yeah not knowing what the next step is going to be or wondering why I'm in a certain phase of life and yeah I'm just really happy to be here today yeah I'm so excited for you too okay so what is the topic God has placed on your heart lately yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking about this, especially as the new year started. Usually I try to think about what this year's kind of going to be like for me. Last year, it was really big on rest mm-hmm. um, because it's you know, came at the end of crazy college, getting ready. And all of a sudden I knew now what I was doing kind of with my career. And yeah. I had some like downtime in my schedule and never really had that before. Right. It's like <laughs> middle school. <laughs> but then so that was really last year. I feel like the Lord was really teaching me. And so this year kind of have some big life changes coming up with life life questions and I've just been finding myself um, with this battle between my flesh side and just worrying about things things that are coming up in my life versus what I know that I was made for which God made me to worship him and to um, bring him worship by just reflecting that to other people and so I thought today with start to the new year and the chance to talk about this that we could talk about you know the two warring things of worship and worry which I mean I think is super relevant has been I mean <laughs> people always worry even if there's things not to worry about but oh, yeah but I mean these past couple of years it feels like a decade has gone by with the amount of history that's been happening yeah like it almost seems like what is there not to worry about every day there's a new thing Every single day. At least one. (laughs) At least one. And it's just, even if you think that it's not something to worry, even if everything's going good, there always seems to be something like, oh, but what if it gets bad? What if? (laughs) That'll always hit you. Yeah. Okay, so how have you experienced worry in your life particularly? Mm. I think that's been almost my whole story. (laughs) I feel like I'm just prone to being a worrier in a whole lot of scenarios. 
and um, has been a huge part of just my faith and, you know, that kind of perfectionist wanting Mm -hmm. to please people, um, having a standard that I feel like I need to, you know, meet that worry just kind of really falls right in line with that. And so for me, um, worrying has been, I call it like a pet sin. You know, if we have these sins that we know are bad or we know the Bible is explicit about or, you know, go to church. I'm like, oh, yeah, don't steal. No adultery. All these things. Mm -hmm. But then you have the sins that like no one sees. Yeah. And this has definitely been one that just has been my struggle for years because it doesn't bother anybody else about worrying. Usually I can be cheery and happy. But inside, you know, when I'm quiet, I'm constantly worrying about things when I'm not in a good spot. So really, you know, each big chapter of my life when I'm trying to decide I feel like I have the least amount of worry which mm-hmm. is kind of funny but I think it's because you know in those times of crisis and those times of uncertainty I rely on my faith more yeah and but it's during the middle of the semester when things are kind of going normal that I start letting the small things you know build up and then before I realize it I went from a period of ah oh, this is great mm-hmm. to consumed with worrying and it just takes taking a step back and looking at why am I worrying right now and how much it's stealing from my time just focusing on the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I can relate to that a lot. I always feel like whenever life is going really well, that's for sure when I have a tendency of just forgetting everything. Yeah. Like I, I went through all of this trial and it brought me close to God. And then you're really doing great praying with him and relying on him yeah. and depending on him for everything. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm at peace and everything corrects itself. And then you just <laughs> forget the lesson that you learned that's our trait right yeah. we're always that's a it's humanity realized. problem yeah <laughs> we're just like them and then everything's great and then you forget and then I mean you have no crutch when things get bad again you immediately yeah. have to fall back on your knees and immediately figure out what's going on again yeah but yeah so I know that you've been actually thinking about this for a minute and mm-hmm. you're like me you go to the bible for yeah. wisdom and things like that so what are some verses that you found or rely on to combat worry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we turn to the word, I just thought it would be great. And um, for both of us, just take a moment and pray over this so that when we read it, we can just really have the, the word of the Lord just come into our hearts and just kind of be specific to what we're thinking about. So I would love pray. that. Let's go. Oh, dear Lord, thank you so much just for this amazing day to get together and talk about you. And, Lord, that's why we're here. You made us um, in your image for the purpose of knowing you. And that's just the most amazing blessing, God. And um, I just pray that you would put it on the forefront of our minds because we're so quick. God, I'm so quick to forget the reason that you made me and just the amazing blessing that it is to be in relationship with you. And I thank you for grace and this ministry of hers and her love for your children. And Thank you for this time, God. I pray that as we look into your scripture, that we would have open hearts, open minds, and that we would um, be quick to pick up on what the Spirit is pointing out in our lives, and also just quick to realize that you love us, Lord. You sacrificed your son for us. There's no greater sacrifice that you could have given us to show us how much you love us. So I pray that we would just come into these verses, um, just looking for that that reassurance and that knowledge that you love us. So. Thank you for this day, and thank you for your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, yay. Perfect. (laughs) So some verses that really made this clear for me. The first time I really realized this pet sin was when I was going through this devotional of mine. It's an older devotional. It's by, I think, an older theologian, Oswald Chambers, but it's a book that my dad gave me, and I had it for a while, sat on my shelf about Mm -hmm. a year, and finally (laughs) I was like, ah, that was my other devotional. I opened this one. And within the first month or so, 
bam, it hit me. And he, one of the devotionals talking about worrying. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, oh, you know, pat my back. Like, it's such a hard thing to bear. Yeah. You know, oh, worry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it hits me and he has this phrase just flat out says, worrying always results in sin. And, oh, and shoot. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. And and then he goes on to talk about how worry is because of the lack of trust and the promises that God has made to us. It's it's us worrying that we think that God won't come through for us. Mm-hmm. And this immediately kind of changed the way I looked at worrying. I usually thought that it was just a result of my circumstances and then, mm-hmm. you know, it was just something to battle with and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But really, he's being so clear here that it's a sin. Because we don't need to worry because right. when we're in his presence, like the the lamb on Psalm 23. Oh, the highest beside still water. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, that lamb isn't worrying. Right. We're not supposed to worry when you're in his right. presence. It's not our job. I think it was because uh, we both do the same church and things like that. Uh, yeah. They had just talked about what he was saying was you have to be dependent on God to be great in the first place. Yes. Like yeah. anything that if you're looking at, if you're being successful, if there's anything you're doing, like be like a child yes. with their parent. Yes. You got, like if you're not dependent on God, like you're, you're messing up somewhere. You're stumbling. Exactly. You can't trust in your own pride to take care of everything. Absolutely. And so that's when I really realized the root of worrying is me being self-reliant. Yeah. So with that, it, it brought to my mind the verse um, in Matthew 6, this section that I feel like we quote so often, but obviously I had passed over most of my life not really realizing the root behind it. Yeah. We have in verse 25, for this reason I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, um, for this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. Pretty straightforward. Right. There's no questions there. <laughs> no, no, I missed that. <laughs> then down in verse 27, and who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Which I think just really points out that I'm, I'm not helping myself. I mean, there's, there's nothing that me doing this is going to do. Like, right. no, there's no benefit there's to no it. There's no benefit. It's futile. And then um, in verse 33, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And the area, the the verses before that, the these things will mm-hmm. be added to you, are the, the concerns of this world. Right. Food, shelter. Clothing. Clothing, which, you know, for us, we can think of, like, our house. Right. You know, our friends, relationships, fill in the blank, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, but he's saying that in order to have, like, do this correctly the way he designed it, we need to first look towards his kingdom. Right. And whereas usually we're going to think our first priority is to take care of everything like our everyday life. And second is, Oh yeah. And then I'm also going to love Jesus and love others. Right. Oh man. That used to be my biggest problem. (laughs) But here you have Jesus completely flipping the order. Yeah. Which makes sense because when we do that in every other area of our life, it works out so much better. (laughs) It results in peace. Yeah. You know, just exactly the way we, he'd had it designed for us. Right. Oh, man, no, that was always my number one issue is I would go, okay, well, first I'm going to make sure my schoolwork's done, and then I'm going to make sure my friends are taken care of in my family, and do I have enough money in my bank account? Do I need another job? And then, oh, yeah, shoot, it's Sunday. I need, I haven't prayed all week. Like, I need to think back on this. And yes. then you start to reevaluate, and you go, you know what works out so much better for time management is when you put Jesus in that first box. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this led to a second verse that 
again, I hadn't really thought about it in the sense of worry. Yeah. It was always one of these parables that I grew up hearing about the parable of the sower and the seeds and the different soils that he landed. That landed yeah. In. But it's talking about what was it really that chokes out the word that's in us. And it's the cares of the world. Insert yeah. worrying. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Yeah, it was amazing when I realized that. So it's always the little worries that creep in and they undermine our faith and yeah. our allowing God's word to really be the truth in our lives and what you know we see is his plan for us and how we should how we should live. So that was a really really cool moment when I saw yeah this verse that I had passed over so many times, but it's really talking about worry. Yeah. That's crazy. Whenever I think of the terms of what we desire, I guess I never thought about the fact that you would also be thinking about that that would cause worry. Because yeah. like you can have healthy desires. They're great ones, but it's right. the second that they're consuming to you and you're finding your anxiety over it, it makes the difference. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, it says and on the one and the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word. And the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So obviously we're talking about several things, but yeah, worry of the world. Right. That's nuts. And uh, (laughs) uh, for backstory on what that story is, it's basically just a parable on say, say you're a farmer and you're planting things in the, in the ground. And if you're tossing out the seeds, if it falls in really good soil, it's going to sprout up. It's going to bear good fruit. And that's talking about if you're, a Christian who's in the word and the seeds sown in your heart, like you're going to bear good fruit. You're going to spread a light to other people. And then there's other things that happen to the seed. There's some uh, seeds that get plucked up right away. Uh, those don't last. And then there's some that we're talking about that are getting choked up by thorns, by weeds, basically. And those weeds, those thorns that are suffocating are, I mean, we do it to ourselves. It's You can't blame the world for being the weed. Like you let the weed in. Right. And, but we all have it. Like anxiety is such a common problem too. Yeah. So how do we, besides like the word just telling us not to worry, what do we turn to? What's the next step to combating that worry? Yeah. Because I think it's, it's kind of like when you hear at least in the movies or real life, when you see the guy who's talking to the woman, it's like, just stop, get over it. Yeah. Just, Just, you know, just don't do this and such. Like, don't worry. Like it's, we can't just not worry if you're, if you mm-hmm. don't have something to replace it with. Right. So what I found, and I feel like what the, the Bible has been laying out in, you know, the verses in Matthew, where you need to replace worrying with something bigger. And yeah. in our case, it needs to be God. And yeah. so in that for us, that's going to be, or for me, especially worship. Right. And I think it's interesting to point out when we were talking earlier, it's not I think worship can be often put in a little box mm-hmm. nowadays. That it's kind of a phrase that a lot of people know about, yeah. especially with the fact that there's now this worship music that's mm-hmm. like Hillsong and Bethel, like people who aren't necessarily going to church or anything. Right. Like this is a genre of music. Like yeah. It's a thing. When you think of worship, you think of your yeah. hands held up and the music played before the message starts at church. Yeah, absolutely. But really, worship is what we were designed for. Right. Our life. Worship is our obedience to God, and I know you were talking about how obedience isn't like this trembling thing. Like you're fearful, so you're going to obey. Right. Obedience is knowing His heart, mm-hmm. knowing what pleases Him, mm-hmm. and loving Him. And then it's out of that that we just obey because that's what's right. good for us. That's what He wants yeah. for us. And so it's this wonderful, you know, cycle. Cycle, really, yeah. And so when you, you know, take time to focus on him, you're spending time in the word when you're, for me, it's, it's prayer and surrendering these things mm-hmm. and just recognizing how much bigger he is than me and how much bigger his plan is and 
um, taking time to be grateful and mm-hmm. think through the things that I have that are blessings or even times in my life where I've had other worries. And I can see how those were answered, not necessarily how oh, I had a prayer request and the prayer request. <laughs> You're right. But rather I could see how I grew through it and I mm-hmm. could see how he was always with me in the times that I actually turned to him. My favorite way of being able to keep track of that is I recently started a prayer journal. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's so much fun because you get to like write down uh, what you've been praying about and you can look back even a month later and go, I didn't even realize I was worried about that back then. Right. And it's, it's kind of just resolved itself where it's all of a sudden not become such an obsession in my head to think about. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have some verses, just honestly a whole chapter in Psalms that I have turned to when I'm really struggling with worrying and just spending time in prayer and I'm still just feel, feeling it heavy on me or I find that I'm going back into it during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so some verses from this, Psalm 37, and I think it's really important when we were talking about the, the alternative to worry is worship, that mm-hmm. You know, it's going to look like different things, like it could be singing for someone or praying. But I think these action words that Mm -hmm. I have circled in my Bible, these verbs are really going to be pointing out what that can what that looks like and how we can live it out. So perfect. We have here starting in verse three of Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. So if we just look at that, we have trust, dwell, cultivate, delight, commit, and trust. Yeah. <laughs> and then down in verse 7, we have rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing. So right there. <laughs> we have so many verses here, actions that we mm-hmm. can do during our day. Trusting in the Lord, yeah. that's just where we're going to proclaim his, like, when you know who mm-hmm. his character is, you can trust in that. Dwell, well, spending time in the right. word or just meditating on, you know, his Praying truth. and reading. Absolutely. Cultivating is when you're when you're spending time and you're really focusing on, yeah. you know, like the farmer. You know, you're t- spending right. time, you're, you're watering it, you're, yeah. you're, you're feeding your soul. And maybe cultivating your gifts and things, too, that you're yeah. blessed with. Right, like hospitality mm-hmm. or, you know, evangelism or exhortation, these things. Yeah. And then delight yourself in the Lord. I think this is a huge one. That That's my favorite. <laughs> huge. Because if you are allowing yourself and growing these emotions and these habits of delighting in the Lord, you mm-hmm. are satisfied. When right. you have delight, like mm-hmm. the difference between getting a gift that you're like, Oh, thank you. And then yeah. you get a gift that you didn't know, or you just, you're so delighted. Nothing else, everything pales so full. Mm-hmm. And so I think this word here, delight yourself in the Lord. If you're focusing on him and how amazing he is, it, it moves everything out. out yeah. Because you're also, when your appreciation is up that high, it's a lot harder to be negative and to be scared for everything else. When you're like, I have everything in this. Right. You, don't, you aren't so worried about all those little problems yeah. all around it. Yeah. And then um, commit your way to the Lord. Um, I think this has to do a lot about, like, when, you, when you're when making plans for your life or mm-hmm. you're thinking about your future, to think about, you know, praying, like, Lord, I, I give these plans to you. Right. You have my best in mind. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah. But you know it. <laughs> so you're committing your, you know, your, your plans to him. And then, again, just um, trusting in him and resting in him. That's actually one that surprised me. I, I didn't think of when it says rest. Yeah. And I'm thinking worship. I normally think of worship as being something active. Right. 
So I guess I never thought of worship as also being something like if you trust in him enough, you can relax, you can let your guard down. Mm-hmm. I never thought of resting in him as being a form of worship, but I right. love that. Right. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, I think about my, my personal like walk as well. There's so much doing mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm just, I need to do or mm-hmm. you know, spend time. And, but so I've discovered a, a real area that I need to grow is the time that I spend in silence just in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like definitely, you know, the pets in, you know, yeah. worry, but also for me, what I tend to, um, is like idolize, you can use that word, is that's not like idols in the olden days where right. past and stuff. For me, uh-huh. my idol now is time. Yeah. And since time is this thing that I hold on to so tightly, resting. Oh, that's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I feel that. So if I'm not going to want to spend time resting and watching a movie for myself, if it's something that I want, mm-hmm. my flesh, you know, like just enjoying time yeah. and making myself rest in his presence and rest. Whew. It's so hard. It's hard. Because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same overachiever. I want to fit as much mm-hmm. into the day as possible and making myself even 15 minutes out of my day, just sit and be like, no, 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 we sit. <laughs> right. We wait. Right. But I think. I know for myself, anytime I've made myself sit down and made myself actually really read his word, mm-hmm. pray, and it's like, oh, I don't so know good. how to describe it, but it's just, you have, however long, it's just, you have space. You have a you breath. breathe, and yeah, absolutely. The breath, we both were on that, and we both <laughs> took a deep breath, and breath. <laughs> that's perfect. But yeah, th- that's it. What would be your advice to someone, then, who's really struggling with anxiety? Mm-hmm. And with worry, I think I know for myself, make, like writing down in a journal mm-hmm. um, or just having a piece of notebook and just writing down because sometimes I don't even realize what I'm worrying about. I just notice I'll get kind of in a tizzy or just really stressed. Or yeah, I'll start acting weird, not like my normal self. And so just writing it down sometimes can show me what I'm actually worried about because sometimes, sometimes I don't even know. And so once I've written things down, kind of like clear my mind, clear my heart, then I can read back through it and Mm -hmm. kind of look at things and prioritize. And a lot of times it's finding the root behind things. So when I'm worried about, you know, my resume or my grades, I like to like the root of that is that I'm worried about my future and that I can't do enough to get the plans that I want to work out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I feel like whatever it is for you, if you can find a way to get down to what the, the root to it is, is, a great way if you, yeah if you know sometimes you don't know and you just have you're just anxious or you're mm-hmm. worried for what feels like no reason and you describe it and in both of those cases really the the solution for like for me is the same and sometimes it's not a solution sometimes it's just relief and, and recognizing in the moment and then you know just okay well this is what I'm just going to focus on for the rest of today and reorient myself and it's just bringing it to the Lord you know, the verses that say cast all your burdens, cast all mm-hmm. your anxieties on him and he'll take them from you. And so coming to him in prayer, mm-hmm. bringing these things that you're anxious and worried about, just talking about them. Yeah. Because if you don't take them to him, then you're not going to be looking for him in the solution and, and moving forward. And that's, that's when you're good. looking for him is when you're going to have peace right. and when you can trust him with the future. And so mm-hmm. turning to him is the first part. Um, I just sometimes have to write things down first Mm -hmm. and, and then you turn to him and you just surrender it to him. And it's, it's that part of when you can see yourself as small and not like in a beating yourself down. Right. But just like 
recognizing yourself for who you are and you think about how many millions of people have come in history beforehand and right. just like, this is my life. I'm so small in comparison. Right. And then just thinking about him and how he's been yeah. here forever and he's never changing and just who he is. Right. And when you, I feel like from you and I get that perspective, even huge things like what am I going to, am I going to change my career plan or, you know, is this the person I want to marry? Like all mm-hmm. these big questions. They're just, they, they pale when you realize how, big he is and how good he is mm-hmm. and that you can trust him um and just resting in his promises yeah and you know really this all comes down to like your relationship with god and like if you if you don't have a relationship with him like this is a huge thing because without him there is no there's relief. no hope there's no, no there's hope. no there's no relief and to like if i mess up this is my only life exactly and oh. so just really recognizing that and if you like haven't come to this realization of like, that's why you're just constantly, there's so many holes in your life and holes in your heart. And you feel Mm -hmm. like you're constantly worried and trying to fill it. It's pointing to the fact that there's only one thing that's going to fill that hole. And that is Jesus Christ because he came and he died for you for that reason, because we can't do enough. Right. You can't put like beauty in a God sized hole or the desire for wealth in a God sized hole. Or boyfriend or 4.0 GPA or, like, there's, there's nothing that you can put into yourself that's going to make you feel worthy if you don't already realize that you have worth. Exactly. So, really, I feel like looking at looking at God and looking at him and, and realizing what he's already done for me mm-hmm. and all the things he's done in my life beforehand, that's what, that's what really helps me is reflection and gratitude and then just telling him, I trust you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, I have to tell myself to tell him yeah. because that's what like the process for me in order to actually release it. Yeah. And I think another thing that can help a lot is realizing there's not one particular path in your life that Mm -hmm. you have to stick to, to make God's purpose. Cause I remember that was a big struggle for me first, really coming back into Christianity and not being a lukewarm Christian anymore, claiming the title and actually living it out was I was so worried about making the wrong choice, whether it was the relationship that I was in at the time or a career or anything. I was like, if I, mess up this one what if this was the only plan for my life and then I didn't come to the realization I had a great um, person in athletics actually during a mission trip come and tell me about this and she said look I'm not going to just give you a verse or just anything like this it's just the whole purpose of the bible is that your purpose is simply to love God like you can do that regardless of what road you go down it's all going to lead you to the same purpose any any path you take in this thing it can be with this guy it can be without this guy it can be in this job or in this country, it, do, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Your only job is to love God and to love other people. And there's so much rest in that. Yeah, so much. Like I have written here, put God as the greatest factor in all of our planning. And like, that's what, that's what Matthew five or Matthew six thirty three was saying. Seek first his kingdom. It's, that's all he's asking us <laughs> yeah. is to seek him. Yeah. And if we make, decisions that we feel like oh that was the wrong one or if you know we get into an area and we oh we failed here mm-hmm. guess what is just get back and seek yeah like just get back and seek him that's exactly what you're saying it's the same thing and like we every time you think oh what if i mess up facts are we mess up every day exactly. <laughs> like i messed up yesterday i messed up last week that's why it's jesus but yeah it was jesus we needed jesus because yeah. we already make the mistakes there's no oh what if i make the wrong choice you're going to <laughs> There's going to be times that you make choices that are going to influence your life, but that's okay. 
because either way, God can use you regardless of where this goes or how often you mess up or anything else. Right. And the areas in your life where, you know, I imagine you look at Paul and mm-hmm. when he looks back at his his life spent as Saul. Right. <laughs> when he was persecuting Christians and just, yeah. you know, there's so many different stories in the Bible of people living, you know, well, for him, complicated. Right. He thought he was living for the Lord. Right. <laughs> but look how the, look how he God used that. Yeah. And his ability to then speak to those people. I think I've got so many people, I don't know, for me growing up with testimonies, I felt like I don't really have testimony. Like I grew up a Christian my whole life, you mm-hmm. know, but then you have people who like have grown up with different directions and the ability that they have to minister to other people from yeah. like who have similar walks in life because no one person is the same. Right. But the fact that you can have gone through things and made choices and all these other things that you can then go to other people mm-hmm. and offer it as yeah. I've walked through this. I've been but there. But look at what has come from this. Right. Or look at what I've learned, you know. And I also think all the time of the mistakes that you make make you more empathetic to other people. Yeah. That's also something that blows my mind. I know God is just a whole – he's God. But just thinking of the fact that Jesus lived a perfect life on earth. If I lived a perfect life – I wouldn't have empathy for the people that messed up. I would be so frustrated all the time. Yeah. Hypocrites. Yeah, hypocrites. Well, even the Pharisees Mm -hmm. who thought that they were living. They thought they were perfect. And that made them the worst people. Right. (laughs) Like, I just think if I was perfect, oh, man, I would be so imperfect. Right. I would be the worst. I would be insufferable. Yeah. But instead, I think of all the times I've messed up big. And that, like, in my, you get the devil in the back of your head saying, that makes you not worth it anymore. And you just have to literally say, no, like, yes, I'm a sinner. Do I deserve it? No. But does God's sacrifice outvalue any debt I have accumulated? Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's how that works. Exactly. And that, that for me just takes off a lot of worry because yeah. I feel like a lot of mine will stem from, and a lot of people says, am I enough? enough? Yeah. And that translates into us sometimes being busybodies is right. to be enough. I need to do this. And you just, you have to do the one worship type rest two. type two. <laughs> You have to stop and rest and worship God and the fact that you've got it. I'm not going to be able to make my value You're any just bigger. Yeah, that's all it is. We're just literally, we're just children, and that's where our worth comes from. Yeah, we have to depend on him. And when we depend on him, we can have that childlike trust and that childlike faith, and that's where we're going to find just peace and trust. And I love that. Okay, last question that I do have for you is, um, is there a woman in the Bible, since that's what we study a lot of, that you think could be an example of someone who chose worship over worry. Oh, absolutely. And I know, I mean, you've been going through this, mm-hmm. all so many women of the Bible, but for me, it's Mary. Oh. I have admired Mary's response to the angel so many times where just being faced with this thing that would freak me out. Mm-hmm. You just put yourself in her shoes. She's oh my gosh. married. You know, she's a young teenager, she's a teenager and an angel just came up to her, which number one would be cause for worry because it's terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. And she gets this news that, I mean, I imagine like pregnancy and childbearing is scary as it is and all these things. And then for it to be the Messiah, Mm -hmm. there are so many levels of worry here. And you just look at her response and it is so full of looking back at God and his Mm -hmm. character and his time over the years who she knows he is, he is and who he is, who he is to her and who he has been for years, forever. Forever. <laughs> and then her response based on that is just one of such trust and faith 
So we have here Mary's response after having this news from Gabriel. And she says, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on all generations will count me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. And she goes on to just recount. He said, she says, in his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. We can see here she is, she's doing what we've been talking about. The right. first thing she does is she looks away from herself and she looks at God. Mm. And she views herself as humble. And mm-hmm. she looks at him in his mighty state. And she looks at how mighty he is and how a generation after generation he has loved and cared for his people. And you look at this and she knows this about him. She just told, she's, she just spoke it in her mm-hmm. prayer. And with that, she can now move forward with this. That's her, that's her mindset. And yeah. I just think it's so beautiful and just such an example for me when I look at situations and my responses are definitely not like this, mm-hmm. but, I want, but I want them to be. Right. And so she's really the example here of just that response to what could have been something that she could have worried about. Right. I mean, she could have just worried and been like, oh my gosh. Oh, or ask questions. Ask more questions. You know, my question would have been how? Yeah. How? Why? Me? <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, I know mine would have been why me. I'll right off the bat, right. like I'm 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 young. I am a virgin. Why does this have to be? Why does this have to be here? I'm not married yet. You could at least have it to where we're about to be married, and then make and it like that. Instead, her her first response is, "My soul basically praises mm-hmm. the Lord." Yeah, like I'm your humble servant. She's worshiping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm your servant. Use me. She's yeah. basically saying. Her example here, instead of instead of worrying, responding to this, worship. She worships. She literally has a song. Prayer. It's a perfect song and a prayer. Yeah. It's the perfect example. Yeah. You were right there. <laughs> that was exactly the answer. So, yeah, that's really, that's really, I would say, my answer for someone who really is an example, amazing example of this to me. Well, that's perfect. And this, this whole conversation has been absolutely awesome. I'm so excited um, I'm that so you're able, I'm so happy you're able to come. This was great. I'm looking forward to doing this kind of thing in the future. And just seeing where all this goes, being able to talk with amazing Christian women and just sharing everything that God puts on our hearts. And I love that a lot. And so hopefully this week is going to be an opportunity for everyone to prioritize when we're worrying about everything that's going on, because there's always going to be things to worry over that we can choose to instead look away from ourselves, like you said, and look towards God and link arms up with the women around us and the families and the friends that we have and just know that. God is good. So, well, thank you again for coming. This was the end of our new Real Talk segment of the podcast. If you haven't heard it today, as per usual, God loves you. I love you, Kathleen. I love you. Yes, she loves you too. You have worth, you have value, and you have a purpose, which is just to worship and to love God. So I'll see you next time. This time we're signing off. Bye. Bye.